Side Hustle Show 96, Essentialism and Finding Your One Thing, getting started on the path to less but better. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's happening? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 96. It's called Essentialism and Finding Your One Thing. The uh, title comes from a couple books I just got done reading um, by those same titles, Essentialism by uh, Greg McKeon and The One Thing uh, by Gary Keller. Now, this is a, a solo episode. It's just me on the mic. There's no real agenda. I'm just going to go through uh, my notes on the book, my kind of thoughts and, and takeaways on these things. I read most of these books on the plane to and from uh, Hawaii, which is a, it's a surprisingly good productivity hack, uh, flying is for me, because there's no, there's no Wi-Fi, or at least I don't pay for the Wi-Fi. And, you know, you just, you're trapped in this tiny little seat and there, there's nothing to do. So I knocked out a ton of, a ton of reading, a ton of writing. And uh, among the reading were these, uh, were these two books. So I want to kind of kick it off with a quote. This is, this is a quote that's attributed to Leonardo da Vinci. And he says, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And that's one of my all-time favorite quotes because it's you know it, it's so true it's not always about adding more you think about the the iphone right it's a very complex machine it has one button on the home on the you know on the on the front of the device like it's a very sophisticated device it's also a very simple device and you're trying to just, just percolate on that a little bit i think you'll i think you'll like it uh, another one of my favorite quotes from the one thing was uh it says if you don't take care of your body where will you live? And that kind of brought me back to uh, Richard Branson's number one productivity hack of just, you know, exercise. He, he asked for his number one productivity hack. He says exercise. And oftentimes when, when things are going crazy and there's a million things going on, that's the first thing that I cut. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to work out because I, like, I'm, I'm too busy. But he says, no, you need to take the time to, in, to invest in taking care of your body. And, and now sometimes I'll just do these, you know, 10 or 15 minute kind of homemade CrossFit workouts with, you know, pushups and lunges and kettlebells. And it's amazing. After that, after even just 15 minutes, like I I feel great the rest of the day. And it's like, everybody has 15 minutes, I hope. And, and it's, it's a very small thing that you can do to take care of your body. But here's, here's the, uh, the, the, so the one thing, the subtitle is The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. And w- basically, the idea of the book is to focus on you know, one thing. What do you want to be known for? What do you want, what do you want to accomplish? And that really dictates you, every action that you take from there. It really helps narrow down that focus. And I feel like some, some members of my mastermind recommended I read this book after I, you know, rattled off the half dozen different projects. I couldn't even say, I said, Nick, how many projects do you have going on? Oh, five or 10. Oh, five or 10. Like, I don't even know. I can't even count them all. And he's like, have you read the one thing? And in reading it, 
I still I still don't know what my one thing is. I would love for it to be, you know, helping helping people earn money outside of their day jobs. And I feel like that's uh, my, that's my mission with with Side Hustle Nation. But I, I don't know if that's a, like as well defined as it could be. And so one of the messages that I, that I want to get across in this episode is it's okay to not know what your one thing is. And it may change. It may change over time. But here's, here's the focusing question that the author gives uh, to help define that one thing for, you know, in the big picture or in, or in the near term. He says, what's the one thing I can do right now such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary. What's the one thing I can do right now, such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary? And think about how empowering that is because of the tail end of that question. What's going to be what's going to become easier or unnecessary after I do this thing or as I'm walking down the path towards this thing? And it's it's a freedom seeking question that that I really like. And like I said, I'm not uh, 100% confident on my answer to it yet, but I encourage you to, to ask it for yourself and, and understand that it may change over time. One of the other interesting sections of this book, the, the one thing, is when they're talking about the time it takes to form a habit. And, it's, and they're talking about, oh, the, the, the world's most successful people must be extremely disciplined. And one of the examples that, that we've given on the podcast before is with, with Steve Scott and his Kindle book writing, like, hey, I'm going to knock out 2,000 words every morning. And, and I've said he has an amazing amount of discipline to be able to do that. But what the one thing argues is, no, he's just simply made that a habit. And it's, and it's harder, to, harder to break that habit than it is to continue that habit. And I go through the example that on average, or kind of like the inflection point on this curve, like the days to, uh, the days to create this habit was 66 days. So sticking with something for 66 days before it becomes uh, a deeply ingrained habit. In the past, I've done like these uh, these thirty day challenges because I, somewhere I read it was only like twenty one days or something to form a habit. And I was like, oh, if I do it for thirty, I would be safe, right? Um, I did like the thirty day writing challenge. I wrote five hundred words a day for thirty days, and it, and it was great. Created a ton of content, and you know I felt like that was a pretty good habit. And but after that, like and I've slacked on that still. Like I still try and create that on average over the course of time, but there's definitely some gaps in my in my calendar. I've done like flossing, I've done the the push-up challenge, which if you've if you've gotten like on my email list, you probably received my message about, you know, how I went from twenty-seven push-ups to seventy something in the course of the month just by focusing on these incremental improvements. But after that experiment was over, I stopped doing the push-ups. Had I continued, you know, for, for the sixty-six days, who knows? It might still be a habit. And, you know, who knows how many I could do now? Like, it would be kind of, it would be interesting to see. The, with the cold shower thing, that's something that is, is pretty much a habit now because it's been, it's been almost a year. In fact, when this goes live, it's been 50, 51 weeks. So that's, it, I've, I've gotten clear past the 66 days. Uh, so that one, it's not, it's not necessarily a matter of discipline anymore. It's a matter of habit. And so when, as that relates to your one thing, what's the one habit 
that you can get into doing and force yourself to do for 66 days until it's you know so deeply ingrained that's just that's just what I do I just take cold showers it's a weird thing <laughs> the next section of the one thing I want to talk about is this pyramid that starts with with purpose at the base and so there's four p's to this purpose priority productivity and profit so he starts with the base of priority and that's your big picture one thing what do i want to accomplish i want to retire to costa rica i want to you know make ten thousand dollars a month passive income what's my one thing i want to be the number one you know real estate agent in my town whatever whatever it is that on the next tier up this pyramid and this is a little bit maybe hard to visualize but purpose uh, is the base priority is the next step up that pyramid and what he means by that is what's the what's the one action that i can take that's going to drive me towards that goal like maybe that's a, a longer term project or you know whatever that's going to be but what's my what's my priority to getting that done and then that dictates the next tier up or that fuels the next tier up the pyramid productivity what am i going to do now in this moment how am i going to be productive towards that priority towards my purpose and then the final point or the final step or the final tip of the pyramid is profit especially in a business context like by doing this productive work uh, towards this priority project that's working towards my purpose my one thing naturally that's that's going to ring the cash register right and and so that was kind of the the four-step pyramid that i really like one thing that i've started doing lately and probably should have started doing this years and years ago is blocking off time on my own calendar this is probably like productivity 101 uh, especially for side hustlers but blocking off that time say and in the book they recommend a block of four hours four hours a day which might be uh it might be a stretch for most people working uh, a day job still but blocking off that time to work on your one thing, to work on your top priority task for the day. And so what I've started doing is kind of itemizing out my, my to-do list the night before and saying these are, and kind of numbering the, the items. These are my top three actions for first thing in the morning. So I know as soon as I get back from taking the dog out and I hit that treadmill desk, these are the top three things I'm going to work on. And a lot of days, I'm going to find that they're they're knocked out by you know, by 8.30 in the morning. And that's that's fantastic. That means the rest of the day is just gravy. And I can go you know, work on whatever else it is. But being conscious about scheduling time with yourself to work on that one thing. Because in, and this is a quote from Essentialism, it's like, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Those those hours are going to get filled up with something else unless you block them off. So I thought that was a really powerful thing. And then the final point I have on the one thing is the distinction between urgency and importance. And this is a trap that that I fall into and I feel really overwhelmed when when dealing with email is because this is a perfect example. Most email is urgent because it's in your inbox you get a you can see the little inbox counter climbing up on my my gmail browser tab but it's probably not important it probably doesn't require an immediate reply it's not it's not a phone call it's not instant messaging it's email you know back in the day like the aol days i'm dating myself a little bit here but it was like you would dial in 
you know, once a day, once a week sometimes. Like it, it doesn't necessitate the, the urgency that we assign to it in most cases. And there's, there's probably a lot of other examples of that in your life. Email is just the first one that comes to mind. Like, you know, all of the Facebook notifications, all this stuff. It can wait, right? It can wait for your four-hour block of time to work on your one thing, if that's what, if that's what it's going to be. Now, shifting into essentialism, also, also a very good book, and I, I kind of recommend reading these back-to-back because that's what, that, that's what drove it home for me. And even though I still don't know, you know exactly what it is, it, it, it must be rubbing off because I did decline a couple opportunities this week. So I think that's something that's going in the right direction. But the, the gist of essentialism is less but better. Not, not less is more, not less for the sake of... Um, you know, minimalism, just in in that sense alone, but less but better, like a a less cluttered mind, a less cluttered house, a less cluttered, uh, you know, workspace, a less cluttered, you know, project list, just like what is, and it ties in perfectly to the one thing, like, what am I going to work on that, you know, that's my unique value to the world? I don't know. Um, I thought it was really powerful. And if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Kind of the three, the three sentence or the three three sentence mindset shift that was uh, explained in essentialism is, I choose to. So I choose to do this versus I have to do this. You're going to be a, a happier camper if you can choose to do things. Uh, I I choose to spend time with my family instead of I have to take my kids to school. I I don't know. I was going to say like I choose to do the dishes, but. Uh, uh, I, I choose to live in a clean house instead of I have to do the dishes, something like that. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster, and 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors, and what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use it, the better it gets. 
And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Only a few things really matter, really matter, um, you know, your health, your family, those, and everything else is just kind of, is kind of noise. So I thought that was an, an important point. And then the final, the final mindset thing was I can do anything, but not everything. I can do anything, but not everything. And that was like, it took me a couple times to read that because I was like, wait, what? But it's, you know, I found this to be true. I'm, and I feel a lot of times I'm, you know, being pulled in, in a million different directions with all these little projects. And I'm confident I can do them all, but I don't know if I can do them all well. I don't know if I can do them all as well as I, as I could if I focus that energy into doing one project really, really well. And that was something, you know, I don't know if this was in the Brian Harris recording in episode 87 or not, but it, it might have been after we hung up and I was tell, talking to him about all the different projects I had going on. He's like, why don't you just, why don't you just pick one? Like, why, why are you doing all these different things? Why don't you just pick the one? And I was like, well, I don't know. I have a little bit of, uh, you know, ADD. Like, I, I, I constantly want to be trying new things and that's potentially... I understand that's potentially detrimental, but that's also part of the that's also part of the side hustle brand. It's like test, you know, experimenting, testing out these different things. But there's a John Maxwell quote in uh, in Essentialism that's really really good, and he says you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. <laughs> you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically anything. And when I think about that, I think about that in the context of like my last, uh, like my last corporate job, right? If I, you know, it's a Fortune 500 company. If I didn't show up to work, yet there were fire drills every day. Yet if I didn't show up to work, what what would happen? Yes, life would go on. This company would survive. There, it wouldn't even be a blip on the radar. And so there, there's this kind of goes back to the urgency versus importance and all this stuff. But it's like there's there there's only a few few things that really really require your time and attention. And these two books kind of got me to thinking more, more clearly about what those, uh, what those might be. Uh, Essentialism also recommends carving out time to think or to read. And, you know, I, I started using the Headspace app this week for, for guided meditation. And, you know, the first couple days, uh, I'll be honest, the first three days, I was like, this I, I, w- I should be working with these ten minutes. I should be working. I shouldn't be sitting here listening to this British guy tell me, you know, to breathe. It was, you know, it's a challenge, and, and that's something that I want to continue to to work on to to invest that that time in kind of mental clarity. And it sounds a little woo woo, but I, I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. There must be something to it if everyone if everyone swears by it. And it kind of reminds me. Uh, in because I'm like really really bad at taking time to to educate myself or time taking time to read during 
during business hours because I feel like I should be I should be working. This is not productive time. You know, reading is like a leisure activity, right? But kind of reminds me of of like a Warren Buffett story that I read where he you know probably would spend six hours of his workday reading, right? And that wa- that was his productive time. And I think essentialism gives the example that you know he was you know a masterful stock picker but it wasn't about building this massive portfolio the book says he made 90% of his wealth from 10 picks over the course of his career 10 you know 10 different companies that he invested in over the course of the year so it's not buying up a, a mutual fund it's not about like day trading and flipping these different um these different stocks if unless that was your one thing but for him it was you know taking the time to to think to do the do the research, do the homework, get himself educated, and then um, and then make his moves. I thought that was really cool. The uh, the other um, element of essentialism that I've been implementing actually for the past couple years has been uh, no meetings Fridays. And so you'll occasionally see me tweet with with hashtag no meetings Fridays because you know it's just it goes back to blocking off that time. Like, you know, my, my calendar otherwise is fairly open. People can book time with me, um, you know, at their convenience, and that's, and that's fine, and that's great to start these conversations. But Fridays is the day that I have blocked off to uh, kind of knock out the rest of the things I need to get done that week, to, you know, work on other longer-term projects, or a lot of times my wife will have every other Friday off in some cases. Oh, the dog just barfed on the couch. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so that that actually just happened. The, uh, the my my co-host, the side hustle Shih Tzu, is uh, is not feeling so hot, but he's uh, now he's back to sleep. So that's okay. The so we left off and we're talking about no meetings Fridays as a as a little productivity hack, and you know goes back to blocking off time in your calendar. The question that essentialism asks is. What do you really want? And that's a, for me, that's a really hard question to answer. So a a better, like I don't know, what do you, what, everyone, what do we really want? Like I want to, you know, have a, <laughs> I, I don't know, but the uh, maybe, maybe a better question is uh, is what's your perfect average day? Like that that may be a little bit more attainable, a little bit more. It may bring it closer to home, and that comes from my friend uh, Julian Gordon. What's your perfect average day look like? And for me, it could be you know something like walking the dog, walking uh, to get Starbucks with my wife in the morning, uh, knocking out a, a little bit of work after that, in and in the afternoon, doing some writing. Um, you know, maybe having a couple, re- recording a podcast with some awesome side hustler, since that definitely is a highlight of uh, of the week for for me. And maybe having having dinner with friends or something like that. And so, you know, what what's a perfect average day look like for you? And how how can that generate income? How can you see yourself getting there? You know, how does that focus back into the the purpose, priority, productivity, profit pyramid from uh, from the one thing? Um, and another important point about doing that exercise is you know is without defining that uh, that goal without defining that that vision that endpoint um 
you know, how, how are you going to know when you, when you get there? How are you going to know when you succeed? And the same thing, you know, setting, setting smart goals and, uh, you know, making some concrete things so you know when you've, when you've achieved it. And that's one of the, it's one of the most challenging things about podcasting, right? Like I had no idea it was going to be 96 episodes into the show. And uh, like, I, I don't know, it's just kind of unfathomable when you're, when you're first starting out because you never know like how long is this going to continue? How long do you stick it out before, you know, you know, how, uh, how many downloads is, is good? Like, where should I be after, you know, three months or six months? But, you know, it's, it's totally it's totally fun to to keep doing it. So no no, no plans are going away. And the final point I have on, uh, on on essentialism is the concept of zero based budgeting for time and dollars versus uh, using using your existing guidelines. Right. So in in government or in kind of households, right? We're going to base the 2015 budget off of the 2014 budget. We're going to make slight adjustments off of that. But what zero-based budgeting says, why don't we toss all of the conceptions, um, all of the you know, preconceived notions out the window and start from zero instead, right? If we were starting from zero, would we, I don't know, we, would we spend this much on housing? Would we spend this much on healthcare? Would we spend, you know, from the government standpoint, would we spend this much on military if this was, like, if we were starting from scratch? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, if we didn't have all this built-in infrastructure and all of the, like, if all of these things hadn't been built up over the course of 200 years, like, what if we, what if we just bulldozed and started from scratch? And would encourage you to think of that in terms of your in terms of your day, in terms of your time as well, it kind of gives you a little bit more freedom. And, and there's going to be, naturally, there's going to be some care. You're going to still have to spend some time on, you know, all of the essentials, all of these things. But maybe the rest of that time could be, could be freed up. And same thing with your budget. Like maybe there is some, if you started from zero instead of starting from last year's, maybe there's some, some opportunity there. So that was my thoughts on essentialism and the one thing. Definitely encourage you to to pick those up and, and go back to back if you can, because I think they'll really hammer home the point of you know, let, let's just pick one thing. What are we gonna be what are we gonna be known for? And in the case of Side Hustle Nation, I do hope that it is, you know, helping people earn money outside of their day jobs. And that's how I'm going to at least justify all these other projects. Well, they're, they're all still under the umbrella of that, of that larger purpose. But for, you know, if I was just starting out, you know, I'm, I would be much more tempted to, to go down one path. And maybe that is what ends up happening, is focusing on one project at a time instead of trying to juggle uh, everything and maybe putting, it, putting those things on the back burner because they may seem urgent, but they're likely not, uh, they may, they may seem important, but they're likely not urgent, I guess is the, is the phrasing on that. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back in your earbuds next week in episode 97. It's a good one. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks so much. And I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 